Hello, and welcome to the Move Better at Home podcast, where I, Laura Turner, a physical therapist and strength coach, talk about home fitness solutions to help you move easier, improve your fitness, and enhance how you move throughout your entire life. Now let's get on to the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Move Better at Home podcast. Today I have with me Lolita Guarin, who is a certified stress management coach and life coach. Um, and you're from Houston, Texas. Is that correct? Yes. Well, first, hello. I'm so happy to be here. And uh, yes, I'm a coach and an, an expert and also the author of the book, Chris Stress Body Work. But, you know, don't let the title mislead you. You know, uh, stress is such a thing that is kind of in all fields in our lives. So if that book is says at workplace and you think, huh, well, it's pandemic. I'm not even in workplace right now. Trust me, that book is full of tips and tricks that you can use not only in your workplace. And um, also um, I coach groups. I have online programs that I can talk about this later and little perks for your group who's listening in. And um, yes, I'm in Houston, but as you can tell from my accent, I'm originally from Lithuania, and I came 20 years ago. Um, I'm, I came as an au pair, but then uh, as fate has it, I just stayed here, and I, and I love this country and the opportunities here, which actually that's how it started, the, how, how the life put me in the stress management uh, here, really, because first one, um, I came here, I, I knew that was a land of opportunities and possibilities. So I was working very hard to prove to myself and my parents and my supervisors that I can handle a lot of work. And I was doing very well, except that I worked overtime, over lunches. And, you know, when we talk about nutrition and, you know, you talk about a lot on your podcast about the body and the health and the mindset and all of that. What happened to me is that what comes to mindset, I was afraid to say no to people. Um, especially, you know, I'm a foreigner. So I was thinking, well, if I will tell them or show somehow that I cannot do a task, the supervisor, you know, just gonna, I just got fired, you know. And if my coworkers will come and say, hey, can you help me with this project? I will be, well, if I tell them no, then they will exclude me from the group, right? Because, you know, we all humans would like to be in a group and we will agree on things just to participate and, you know, be loved and appreciated. So I had very big difficulty of saying, no, I cannot do this project. Or I cannot participate somewhere. So at the point that I realized I had no time, even like talking about exercise, there was no time for that. Like my only exercise will be if I stand up and use the ladies room through the whole day. I was working overtime. Lunches were, well, obviously I had no time to cook at home and I love cooking really, but I mean, no, was frozen lunches because it's faster. You know, just drop something in the microwave. You know, in the, you know, in big uh, companies that I was working, the majority of people just love pizzas and donuts. And in the break room, there's always something hanging around there that's really not healthy at all. And you know, I was in um in my you know thirties, and I was thinking, uh, this is fine. I just I can carry on. You know, the work will not break my back. And I was very wrong. Um what all of this bad nutrition and lack of exercise and being afraid to stand up for myself and not to say no really impacted my health so much that it messed up my hormones and women know the hormones is a big yeah. thing <laughs> i find out it totally messed up all my system 
I collapsed on the kitchen floor and had to be rushed to emergency room. And they said, well, you just, you know, you, you just run yourself to the ground. And, you know, I couldn't believe it because I was thinking, I'm in my 30s. What, what's the matter with me? The second thing that happened was very interesting that I noticed when I come back to work and I would tell my other coworkers and that, well, I know I, this is what happened to me. So make sure, you know, it will not happen to you too. Now people were looking at me and saying, oh, oh what, you have stress? Oh, say who doesn't have stress? That's like the part of life. You know, what's the matter with you? Why are you complaining here? And, but then I thought, okay, I, I understand. Stress is such a thing that is very natural and we have to have stress in our lives. You know, I think if we'll be all okay riding horses, we will not have cars, you know? <laughs> so right. stress is really moving us forward to some sort of progress. But, you know, then when you look in the nature, the grass is struggling to grow, right? Like when you look, when you walk on the sidewalk and you see a grass just came out from the, you know, from the concrete. And, you know, what surprises me is like, you look at the concrete and it looks so tough. And guess what? That grass came through it and it's alive and it's thriving. And they thought it is a natural thing. Stress is, you know, we have to be in the system to survive. There's has to be stress. And, and look, I have some clients who come to me and they say, I have no stress whatsoever. And I'm thinking, well, you know, like for example, right now, last week in Houston, we had like in a hundred years, the coldest temperatures ever. You know, just going, you know, talking about the body, let's say you're inside the room and then you go outside and it's cold guess what? Your body is experiencing stress. So some people who say, I have no stress at all is thinking, yes, you do. You're just not paying attention to that. Oh, it doesn't impact you that much. Oh, you know how to handle that. So we have to have stress. And so I thought, well, I need to learn natural ways how to manage stress. So I, I did lots of coaching and in books and read and online programs. All, and I was so surprised that actually there are plenty of things that you can do during the day and still have a very busy life. You don't have to, uh, you know, let's imagine you're talking with a client or, or something goes wrong. You don't just say it to a person, hold a second, I'm going to run one hour to do my yoga. I will relax and I'll come back to you. You know, it's, it's impossible to do that. So, but there's so many things and in, in, you know, things that I can even, you know, tell you on this podcast that you can do whatever you are, and it doesn't have to take you hours to do that. And you can manage your day and don't collapse at the end of it. So then I became so so passionate about that that I started telling to everyone. And that's how I became a coach and the author of the book. And I have online programs that teach stress management in different areas in life. And the good news is the stress management doesn't have to be so Sure. That's yeah. I, I, um, so I had started this podcast, uh, when the pandemic came in and people were, you know, what can I do at home? And, um, I think, I think, it, I think everybody's stress level went like out the roof when things happened. But for me, I started like, Oh, wow. Cause I was furloughed for a while. I'm like, look at like, everything just kind of quieted down. And, and I got outside to walk more and I got, and I kind of realized like, how much I don't take that time to just manage my own. I don't even know how to manage my stress, but like taking the time for myself, you know, finding the time through my day and which I would do if I was when I'm home. And so, and I think that may be different than people like that get completely transferred to home to have to work. Cause it's hard to kind of manage that double, but 
there are a lot of things that you can, you know, easily incorporate into your day that can help to kind of quiet your whole system and, uh, you know, movement, whatever, you know, to, to really help management. So I think that's great. And uh, things that, you know, I was looking and uh, I've been reading your book and, you know, you have 93 different tips of, you know, ways to manage stress. Like that's huge. Like, and they're all easily practical, um, and easy to incorporate into a regular day, whether it's home or in the office. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think that's that's huge. Uh, um, I wanted to touch on the nutrition piece of it because I th I think um, we there's there's a few triggers that I think that increases stress level and, and cortisol level um, and hormonal wise. Um, and I and being postmenopausal or menopause, I don't know what it's called now, but um, you know, I, I myself have noticed changes in my body and I know that if I have if I eat certain foods or if I don't eat certain foods, that level goes up and I can feel my body shifting and changing. So what have um, you, you touch on some different foods in the book up that can help with that and nutrition things like what have you found as far as nutrition wise goes to be able to help manage that beyond taking time to eat and, and that. So I think yeah. first we all need to know what is our body is allergic to. Uh, for example, I didn't know for the longest time that I was allergic to dairy and I was gluten intolerant. And that would make me feel so lethargic and I was gaining weight and that, uh, for, for example, dairy, um, you know, it says, oh, eat more milk and, and sour cream and, and cheese because you have the calcium in it and you, you need to have this. And when you're a child, they give you milk and like, that's what you need to drink. And when I start talking, there was funny, one day I was talking with my mom about the milk and she said that since I was little, I was a baby, if I, if she starts feeding me and if she see, and I would look in the plate and if I see white, which is, you know, something with milk, I would lock my lips and she couldn't even put a spoon in my mouth but of course I was force fed because milk is good for the kids and all of this well you know so it's amazing like our body knows itself what it needs and what it doesn't so now it makes total sense to me because obviously when I was a baby I already knew that I was not you know I was milk intolerant I cannot take milk and um when I moved here to, and I constantly would have like sinus infections and all this sinus pressure and mucus all of this in, in, in my head in the whole body and then I was watching tv one day and it says well that's what uh, the dairy can do for you and as soon as I stopped eating anything that has to do with anything white milk I immediately cleared all of the sinuses I didn't have the headaches anymore and anything that comes comes with that the mucus in the body and different parts of the body and all of this I was I was in shock and then also gluten um, I'm sure your listeners know how bad gluten is and it's just bad for digestion. I would be like a balloon. And I noticed uh, I would eat lunch and I will feel so lethargic after that. I feel like I just want to take a nap and that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be that you feel more um, energized, right? Because you got more nutrition. So your body should be happy. But instead of that, I would just feel like I need to go to sleep. And then I realized when I start cutting out all of the like pastas, breads and anything that like, has gluten, and then I took off from my diet, the dairy products, my health immediately got so much better. And, you know, later now, through, through, you know, like for example, you say, oh, milk has so much of calcium. You know, I read like, 
cabbage has a lot of calcium as well, which I never thought about that. Yeah. So, you know, I think what's important it's to, you know, just because we heard something about what is good for you from our parents, well, you know, 20, 30 years ago, whatever, it doesn't mean that this holds true now. And um, I know we all humans love to be included in the group and we have to agree with our parents and, you know, we like traditions because that's what makes us safe. And we think if it's an old idea, this means it's proven. But there's so many things that are proven now that, you know, margarine was a very good thing until now. Right. <laughs> so, right. There are so many things that always have a benefit of a diet, doubt, but then I always recommend don't think that you are betraying your parents because like, well, my mom told me milk is very good for me. And now how could she dare? And now I have milk and I, you know, don't even get there. You know, like I know what is good for me now. Let's try some different foods. And, and if you can get the test for the allergies, that'll be also very good to see what foods you shouldn't eat because those are some foods that are very good. For example, like eggs. I love eggs. I'm okay with eggs. It's protein. But for example, I have a friend, she's allergic to eggs. So, you know, instead of just jumping from a one wagon to another wagon and saying, hey, you know, I'm going to change this and this is going to be healthy because somebody else is eating that, you really need to see is it good for your body because I don't think that nutrition is all good for or every type. You know, we all very, we're just so all different and our bodies need different things. Of course, we all need uh, the, the common, the proteins, the, 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 the you know, the carbs and, and, all the, and stuff like that, but you need to make sure that you're feeding your body something that's really good for you. Yeah. And another thing what I find out was uh, mind blowing is the hydration. Uh, I read something like um, if you dehydrated like 10%, it cuts uh, like 20% of your productivity. So it's like the, if you feel that you like, you have difficulty of concentrating or, or feel like low energy and you're thinking, oh, I just don't know what is going on. You probably dehydrated. So go get a mirror and stick your tongue out. And if it's white, this means you're seriously dehydrated. <laughs> Drink more water. I think that is another problem. And I grew up with almost drinking no water at all because I grew up in Lithuania and we will drink lots of teas, coffees, and you know, and, and different things that juice. Juice is so full of sugar and we get that high that we just crash down. So that's not good for you. And teas, they just really, what, they dehydrate you more. So it's important to get water. And now I'm just so happy that in the store, you actually can go and get some carbonated water or spring water or whatever. And they now put some nice uh, taste in it that you feel like, wow, this is really good. And, um, and we can replace those um, ugly drinks, you know, that, it looks like, well, you know, our parents loved Coca-Cola. And if you go to the store and I mean, you go to the restaurant, you need to have iced tea and you have to put three spoons of sugar in there and it's not good for you. But we think, oh, it's good because that's how I grew up. It's like, well, no, not really. Change that thought and drink something that is good. Also, I see uh, I, I have clients and, you know, usually when I do the stress management coaching, we go over the things yeah, about you know, what they do with their body, what the nutrition is. And I hear a lot of saying, oh, I, I don't drink Cokes, but I, I drink orange juice. And then I ask, okay, are you squeezing your own orange juice or are you buying from the store? Because when you're buying from the store, it's just shown so much sugar in there. So if you think that you're doing something good for your body, probably it's not, <laughs> you know, just get more water in. 
and that will you feel more productive your brain will feel better your whole body will feel better and of course it's associated with the weight loss you know, I, I read them some research that just in by increasing the consumption of just pure water will help you to digest better and get rid of the uh, weight so and that's not only for the mind it's only for the body you know, for the body too so i think we're just not drinking enough water i, I agree i think that's a huge piece that's missing in, in most of our diets you know we, um and, and it's it's good you know it's good to help your muscles feel better your joints to feel better your brain will function better um and your digestion and all of that so yeah i think that's that's huge and you know i have uh, i have clients who uh, they they tell me oh i have if i have a stressful day i just grab a, a glass of wine and i'm i'm fine and you know that's no, that's good. You you relax, but actually that's works against your body. As we know, yeah. alcohol is not really good for you. And more than that, um, if those who are paying attention, if if you have a glass of wine, let's say 6 p.m. and then you will go to sleep at 10 p.m., your heart rate is probably going to be faster than natural because you were drinking something. So then you will have a in not that of a high quality of a sleep, which as you know, we need high quality sleep. Yeah. So then at the end, when you think that, oh, I'm managing my stress, you actually may be managing your mind stress because you just feel more relaxed, but actually you're straining your body. So when, you know, when somebody says, oh, I just can have wine, I said, okay, that's good. but there are other food that you can help yourself. Like, as I mentioned in, in, in my book, and as you saw, if you feel like a sweet tooth or as, you know, something that you don't want to just stop snacking on some some bad things just grab some oats you know but not those that is in the bag that has loads of sugar i don't even call this oats it's like sugar with taste of oats mm-hmm. that's obviously very bad but you just ha- make yourself some oatmeal and that oatmeal actually helps your energy level for so many hours so you don't just like crash after sugar high and regulates your sugar blood, uh, the sugar levels in the blood, and also makes you feel more happier. You can you can have a banana and chocolate. You know, you, you hear a lot what different people say. Oh, chocolate is good, but then the chocolate is bad because there's so much sugar. I think also depends how good of a quality you're going to eat the chocolate. Like for example, I love the dark chocolate the better. <laughs> Actually, yeah. one time um, I was in, in Colombia where they have co- you know the cocoa trees and and they, and and grow the have the the coffee and the <laughs> whatever the, the cocoa tree is. <laughs> and I, I went to that store and I bought like a hundred percent chocolate, <laughs> like. You cannot even taste any sugar in there because it's just so thick. And yeah. it's like you're just eating like a wax. But, you know, I loved it, you know. And that's high in the antioxidants and, and, and things like that. So when you're picking chocolate, it's, it's very good for you. But you have to make sure that you're eating the good chocolate. You know, don't eat white chocolate. There's no no such a thing as white chocolate. No, just, just sugar is just colored and white and cold like that way. So it really depends what's the quality of chocolate you're eating. And how much, you know, if you're going to sit down and eat the whole, the whole right. thing, then probably maybe it's not a good idea. Exactly. Yeah. So a little bit in moderation and, uh, and like you said, chocolate is good in antioxidants. At, um, and it's, it's okay to have a little piece of chocolate on occasion and sometimes, you know, and probably the dark chocolate, not probably dark chocolate probably is better than having that glass of wine. Cause you're not going to get the same sugar spike 
you know, as long as you don't eat the whole bar. <laughs> whole <piece. laughs> yeah. um, you had touched before on, um, so living in, in Texas right now and the, the weather that just came through and the stress, like, and that's just stuff that, you know, we can't control. We can't control what the weather's going to do. We can't control, you know, a traffic jam, you know, and, and uh, regular everyday stressors that are, that can put us through the roof sometimes. So what are, um, but there are things that we can do to help manage that and to help calm us down. Um, so can you talk about some different stress management tips for that, for things that we can't yes. have yes. our control? Yes, and, yeah. I, and I think a lot, as soon as the pandemic started, we also had so many people stressed out because first of all, we don't like change. You know, that's very natural because we all about the survival. And when we know where to get the food, where we're gonna sleep, we're fine. But as soon we don't know where we're gonna get the food and when, then obviously we get all stressed out. Just changing the location where lots of people start working, not in the office, but at home, that was also a lot of stress because you, you, you're changing. Any change, it is going to be uh, stressful for you. And again, it doesn't have to be a good or bad thing that is, it's really in your hands how you're going to handle that. So, so first, I always recommend in any situation that it makes a, a change, like you lost a job or somebody died in a family or you moved or anything that you feel that the, your livelihood is shaking so much that you think, oh my gosh, I think I'm just going to die. Because usually our brain goes the worst case scenario. So what do you do? You prepare for that. You know, in, in Houston, we have hurricanes coming every summer, you know, and some big, some small, some just tropical rain. But um, usually when the season starts, they say, be prepared. And that's exactly what they tell to my clients, be prepared. So let's see right now, somebody who's listening to your podcast, they think, well, I don't, I don't have a job and I am stressing out. You have no idea what I'm going through. It's easy for you to say, breathe in, breathe out. I have no job. I don't know where the money is going to come from next month. So what you need to do is you need to make a list. You seriously need to sit down and take the time and think about what is the worst thing that can happen to you. Like, seriously, what's the worst that can happen? And then find the solution. So, okay, so let's say uh, somebody lost a job and they're looking for a job, but nothing's showing up. Okay, what is the worst thing that can happen? Okay, I can um, not find a job for another month or two. I don't know what I'm going to do with the mortgage, how I'm going to pay them. Okay. What are you going to do? Well, maybe tap in savings. Well, there are no savings. Okay. Do you have any investments? Well, there are no investments. Okay. Uh, can you tap into your 401k? Well, there is no 401k. Okay. Maybe you have family members that you can call and say, Hey, can I borrow some money from you? I'm in a tough time right now. Okay. You can go through that. Uh, you can say, all right, what's the worst thing that happened? Let's imagine you totally have nobody that you can ask, not even one dime. What's the worst that can happen? You're going to take away your home. All right, you're going to take your home. You're going to be on the, on, the, on the street somewhere? Probably no. Probably you're going to go downsize and go in some apartment. Okay, then there are some programs that maybe you can ask. So basically what I'm trying to say is prepare for the worst. And what happens is when we don't think about what's going to happen later, uh, our brain gets stressed out because we're like, we don't know how we're going to handle this. But the soon when you start thinking, well, you know, the worst comes to worst, I'm going to do this and this. And you write yourself a list, you know, and it doesn't mean that this is what's going to happen. It doesn't mean that you're agreeing with this. It doesn't mean that you give up now and say, I capitulate because life is hard. 
it is that you introduce the hardship to your brain and you solve it. So then when you go mentally through this process, if it's really gonna happen, you're already prepared. This is not new to you. And then you'll find other, other solutions. It's very interesting. I, I think I was listening to Brian Tracy one day and he said, just the right question, what's the worst thing that can happen? And just sit down brainstorm and just see what ideas come up, what, what they come up, you know? And, and then you will find solutions and, you know, and write it down that plan. Like, okay, if I cannot pay for mortgage, number one, call my mom, ask for money, you know, then call Aunt Nancy, ask for money. And, or maybe my friend will, you know, lend us a couch to sleep on until I find a job. And write those things in. And, and better yet, if you're so stressed out about that, then you can call that relative or that friend and say, hey, I don't need your help right now, but if I really need it, can you help me with this? So then you have the plan in, in place and, and then you're so much calmer because you think, okay, if the worst comes to worst, I have a plan, I won't die because that's how our survival brain always works. The new change, when something changes, we feel stressed and then we think, I'm gonna die. No, you're not going to die. No, hopefully you're not in that position that you will. Um, and so prepare for the, for the worst, prepare for that. And then when you get through it, your brain already knows, you calm yourself because you already have a plan. Another thing what I always ask, create another list of things and try to brainstorm. When was the time in your life that you went through something very hard? And everyone has that, you know, the rich and the poor, no matter what it is, you maybe you... You went through divorce. And while you were going through that, you thought, oh my gosh, I'm not going to survive. How am I going to live? But now you are happy living or, you know, your, your jobs, you know, job search. I thought I will never find a job, but you did. Or, you know, you broke off a relationship and you think, oh, I'm not going to survive, but you did. So find, create that list, the, the, the times that you actually pulled yourself through it and came out as a victor. You know, what did you learn from that? You know, and, and, and you, you, have that list so when you feel very sad, stressed out and depressed for, for whatever situation you're in, you need to remember that, guess what? There were some other times that you thought you're not gonna make it, but you did. You need to remind yourself that you are stronger than you think because we are, you know, like we can still go through many things in our lives and come out of it and say, hey, you know what? I survived, that's what life is and just go through that. And the third thing, I recommend for any really stress is first of all you know we think that everything is such a big deal you have to change the attitude towards the stress and you know i'm sure you're listening saying yeah yeah i know i know it's all about the attitude it's easy for you to say so you know all right all right we mentioned that you're, you're someone in the traffic right and hopefully pandemic is over. So we're going to be again sitting in traffic because right now we have less. <laughs> and so let's say you're driving home and then somebody cuts right in front of you, right? And you're like thinking, what the hell is happening? What's, what's the matter with you people? And majority of people, we just take it so personally, you know, and we just think, oh my God, how could they? And then we ran for 10, 15 minutes. We spend our energy and seriously, yes, you are stressed, but who did this? Who did this to you? You did it to yourself. So when any situation happens, or let's say you have an argument with a coworker, or you have some other situation that you feel, oh my God, they just uh, insulted me or they hurt me, I should react now. Just ask yourself one question. Will it matter in 10 years? Probably not. So you know what? If it doesn't matter, 
then why waste your energy? You know, and always remember, you are number one person that you need to worry about. Always think, you know, that somebody who just cut in front of you, uh, who is the most important? Are you going to give that importance to that person who did this? Or you is the number one person? It's you because you're the one who's going to take care of those that you love. So don't even get to that. And there's another uh, story that I heard that really was interesting to me and it changed a lot for me. It's um, so, so there was the story that was in some small town and so on the intersection, uh, the man is standing behind, um, let's just say white car. And the light was red and then it turned into green. And that white car is still standing, it's not going anywhere. So of course the guy gets agitated because it's in the morning, he's gonna be late for work and he starts beeping and he's throwing his hands in the air like, oh, come on, come on. And then, and then the woman gets off the, the, the driver's seat and she goes in the back and then she's doing something in the back seat. And of course the guy goes over, oh, of course women, they don't know how to drive. Of course she has no job, that's the way she can spend all this time. He goes ranting and ranting and then, and then he just drives around her finally and, and he goes to work. And then on the way home, he listens to a radio and there was some podcast, I don't know what it was, but he heard in the radio and he said that, uh, that the woman who actually was in the first car, uh, she was driving a with her toddler in the back seat and the toddler started choking on the Cheerio. So she had to totally stop whatever she's doing. Even there was a green light. She didn't care about that. She cared about her baby. So she went to make sure that the toddler will survive. So if that guy behind her will know that, you know what, this woman get off the car, probably there is a reason. I hope she's okay. Maybe she needs help. And instead of throw himself into a rant of, oh, how can she do this to me? She didn't do this to him. He did this to himself. So no, next time when you're driving somewhere and somebody's in a hurry, I don't know, maybe yeah. they need to use the restroom. Right. <laughs> maybe the wife is having a baby. Right. Let them go, you know, let them go. Have some more compassion towards yourself and others. And it's not only on the roads. It's it, it, any, any, any gossip that you hear, anything is like, is it really important? We spend so much energy and, and we're stressing ourselves out on the little things that really don't matter. I have clients who just, you know, calling me and they're like, I cannot live with my family right now. They be leaving a mess everywhere in the kitchen and I'm a clean person. And I said, well, okay, is the life going to end? Is somebody just left the dish on the counter and didn't put in the dishwasher? Yes, but I have to do it every day. I said, maybe you need to take day off too. Big deal, you're gonna finish all your plates and then you will put it in the dishwasher. You're stressing yourself out. Instead of that, just look at this with compassion towards others and say, look, this will not matter in 10 years. Even in a year, the next weeks doesn't matter. So chillax a little bit. And then another thing what's very important is to change point of view about stress. And there was this, um, amazing research I, I read that how stress you know as we know is, is bad for you it's bad for the for the brain and for the body and for for relationships for for everything but then it's really what was bad and why it was impacting the body the bad way it was the attitude about the stress so there was the research done uh, there was two groups of uh, doctors 
that they were very stressed out, like surgeons, something, and or they were uh, dealing with the uh, patients who were um, going through cancer treatments, and it was a very stressful job. So they had two groups, and the one group of doctors, they will talk, uh, they come together once a week, and they will talk about the patients. You know, they will talk about the patients with the stories where and how it's basically just medical terminology and, and asking advice, how I should treat this patient and so on and so forth. Now, the second group, they introduced them to say, why did you talk about your feelings? Talk about how you feel, how that makes you feel. And of course, the, the man, you know, like what feeling? What, you would, I'm, I'm going to be weak now, you know, but it's like, let yourself out to just to feel how that makes you feel. And then, well, and then assign a meaning to that, a meaning that is bigger than you. And then when the doctor starts, starts saying that, I still love my job, even if I see people suffering, I want to help them. This is my purpose. And then that group started talking about how much they're helping the people, how much it's more than them. They start feeling so much better about themselves. And suddenly that stress that was a bad stress turned into good stress because now they feel bigger and it's more on purpose. So like, let's say you're at home right now and you have kids in the home and, and you're thinking, oh my God, if I just could catch them, I just don't know what I'm gonna do, they're not listening to me. You know, just tell yourself, I'm doing the best I can. And I'm growing those kids into individuals that they'll be happy and they will grow into being someone. I, I need to inspire them and I'm giving all I can. And if today I don't have much to give, only a hug, give that. Don't think that you are a bad parent. Don't, don't think, look, is there even a, a perfect parent? No, no, there are no perfect relationships, no perfect marriages. Actually, perfection doesn't even exist in nature either. Because if we all be perfect, we will just die, right? Because only through the mutation that we're surviving and we're evolving to something else. So stop criticizing yourself, you know, this negative thinking and talking to yourself and scolding yourself. And I, and I have clients who are, who are parents and in their mind, they're still toddlers because they still live by those rules that they heard when they were the parents telling. So, you know, here's another tip. Whatever you're feeling that um, you're stressed out, just ask yourself, okay, where are those thoughts coming from? Where are they coming from? Because if they're coming from some, some somebody else, maybe that was a teacher that told you something um, or a parent or something. We, again, because we love survival and want to be involved and included in the group, we honor that. And if they say your mom, when you were three said, you're just such a fat baby. Now you're gonna carry all of this in your life and you think I'm a fat baby. And then you really need to reevaluate and ask yourself, is this true? Is this true? And you always need to, um, tackle those negative beliefs and with the positive ones. And it's kind of like, let's say, let's say your mom says, oh my gosh, you're always late. You're such a loser. Then you need to tell yourself, okay, that's what came out in my mind now. Let's see, am I really a loser? Okay, I have a job, I have a car, I can pay for my whatever something, I can do this, I can do this. No, 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 I, I think I'm doing pretty good. So. Tackle those negative beliefs one by one, proving to yourself in your brain that, no, nope, you're wrong. And there's nothing wrong of changing your belief about yourself. Somehow we think if I was born in, you know, so-and-so being this person, I cannot change. 
No, you can't change. You should change. And it's okay to, to change to something better. You always need, and you know, I have clients who would say, it's easy for you to say that. I don't have time for breathing or taking a moment for myself. I always say, okay, uh, if you don't have time right now because of your family, what is going to happen when you're in the hospital? Who's going to take care of them then? So do not feel guilty that you will take a moment here or there to take care of yourself. Don't feel guilty, especially women. Like we're going to die and we still keep on going because you have to sacrifice yourself. No, you don't. But actually you're doing better for the rest of your family if you are strong and healthy. So you also can teach your kids to be that way. You know, kids don't um, learn by just uh, rules. Uh, they learn from your behavior, right? Like if you have a baby and you're just holding and you're stressed out about something, baby's gonna stress out too. And we grow up of thinking, oh, if something happens, I have to be stressed as well. So always remember you're doing the best, learn something new to do. And we need to also teach our kids how to manage stress. You know, there's so many kids right now are here, they just put on all kinds of medications and they say, oh, he's running around the place. I think we, we need to just put him medication so he sits and does nothing. It's like, no, the reason he's running around, number one, obviously he doesn't have enough to get his energy out. I remember when I was a kid, we were climbing mountains, trees, and playing outside, running around. Now everything is on the cell phone. Like they just cannot let go and sit in front of TV. So that's already impacting the, the brain and the learning abilities. Also nutrition. Uh, you know, I was watching um, on PBS, uh, Dr. Amen. He's really good about the brain and nutrition. I recommend highly to check on him for those who don't know. And he said, you know, he had a three years old coming to the office that he couldn't even sit down. And then they said, cut the sugar off from his diet. And then they actually could talk to him <laughs> normal in a month. It's amazing how much nutrition can do. And some that so yeah, it's not necessarily that we have to add medication and add something, but sometimes just taking something away, not as a punishment, but just, you know, to, to let, uh, to let them actually, it, taking the sugar away is actually a um, reward in the end, really, you know, and, and being able to, to manage that. I think I, I'm, uh, I don't have children. So for those listening, take this for what it is. And I, I empathize with you, you know, I can understand like, you know, everybody's, Everybody here is talking, you know, kids have to go back to school and they just need to be in school and they have to be in school. And I agree, they need to be in school. I think there's a whole lot of benefits to that. But I think how we react to that and like, if we're up here and our, and our chaos level is like, you know, out, we're spinning like Tasmanian devil and they have to go back to school and I, why can't, they're not learning. Like it's gonna really, that's gonna create more stress for them. Um, and so remind yourselves that it's, we're going in the right direction. We, you know, just good take a breath. And that's something I talk about all the time and um, on a physical end, as well as, you know, just on a stress management end. But um, I think if we can do that and we can teach our kids like, okay, it's going to be okay. We're going to move forward. And what's the worst that's going to happen? If you, on a worst case scenario, you don't make it to sixth grade and you have to repeat fifth grade, like it's going to be okay You'll eventually, you know? Um, and uh, I, yeah, I love, I like that. I, um, to talk about, you know, making a list of what was the worst going to happen because I do think it's important for us to envision a future where we see 
a positive outcome and, and we visualize the things that we want to happen. But in planning our day and, you know, what if we do get stuck in traffic? How are we going to react to that? And having a mental plan for that can make a huge difference in everything that, you know, managing our stress and being able to handle that situation as it comes up. Even if you do react, you can then kind of get yourself in check um, and, and regroup easier if you have a plan. Yeah, and the, I think also we need to use any situation if it changes use it for our benefit. You know, I had clients that uh, were for a few years, uh, I was coaching them a few years back and as soon as the pandemic started, I, I got the same people calling me and saying, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And I said, I'm just enjoying this time. I saved so much time of now, I don't have to drive to see anybody. Now I can do Zoom calls. So I added like two or three hours into my day. So ask yourself, what is that you want to do with that? I have, and I'm sure you too, you have friends who say, oh, I wish I had time to write a book. Well, now you do have time to write a book. And you know, when you get into, into and we're still in the pandemic, right? When we're recording this, it's like, okay, did you write a book? You still haven't write the book. So now is the time. What is the best thing that you can utilize this time? Because you know what, time is passing by and there's nothing worse than when, you know, you look back and you think, oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda. No, I remember Les Brown said that the, the um, cemetery is like the, the most, uh, um, the richest place on earth because mm -hmm. it has so many buried dreams. Yeah. Is we all always want to do something, but it just takes time to, yes, it does take time to do it, but now we do have more time. Now you have to sit at home. So let's use this time. And to, uh, another tip, I um, maybe you heard probably you, you did uh, Mel Robbins and her five seconds rule. Yeah. You know, stop talking yourself out of stuff. You know, it's like if you make a decision and just do it in five seconds. And that is the thing, it's just the action. And I think when we, we have an impulse, and we think, you know what, I'm gonna go work out, go do it now. Before your little voice inside your head from your mommy saying, you're a fat baby, you will never gonna be better shape, whatever, and your insecurities take over, and you actually can do that progress. Another thing, um, it's very important to just take small steps. You know, I know people who, let's say, right now I wrote a few books, so uh, you, you don't have to write for two hours. Just tell yourself, I'm going to do 15 minutes. And if I cannot write anything, I'm just gonna sit at the desk and I'm just gonna do nothing. Or you wanna work out, okay? You, you still can make something. Like I like watching TV. Okay, well then do your exercises while you're watching TV. I do that all the time. I feel actually like I'm great multitasking. And then you feel better about yourself. As soon as you start doing something that makes you feel good every day, you feel better about yourself. You're stressed out less. And then the other people around you pick up that vibe and you, you, know, you don't have to be upset at others and they, you know they, you can love them more and then we be more peaceful and then here you know another list what i, I know I'm, 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 i love lists right <laughs> you need to write it down the list and see what the things that you love you know what is really set your soul on fire is like okay do you like reading a book maybe taking a bath maybe going taking a walk uh, I'll re, you know uh, going talk with your friend and write that list. And then when you're feeling down or stressed out or like feeling, ah, it's just blah, pull up that list 
and just read it. And you think, you know what? I don't feel like taking a bath today, but you know what? I really would like to just sit on the sofa for 15 minutes and read a book. Even if it's only 10, 15 minutes. You know, when somebody tells me, I don't have time for this, I'm thinking, no, you do have time. You're just not making, you know, priorities. And one, one tip also, what's, um, you know, I, I know I can talk forever about my tips, but one thing that also helps a lot and you can do it anywhere is uh, take every hour, take at least one minute and just stop whatever you're doing and just close your eyes and just breathe in, breathe out. And just feel how your body feels like, you know, be mindful, like go like scan to your body and feel, oh, where am, where am I feeling tension? Why am I feeling tension? Or how am I feeling? Just, just be there. And, you know, when somebody says, I don't have a minute in my hour, like, yeah, how much time do you waste in one hour? And the stress, the stress is kind of worth the same. You know, when I teach the audiences, I say, raise your hands. And I tell you when you need to put your hands down. And then I continue talking and I hear people like already getting tired, like the hands, like, you know, barely holding. And I say, well, you are imposing stress to your body right now. But if I tell you, you can put your hand down and then get your hand up again. And then again, put it down, put it up. You can do this on and off all day long. It's the same thing with stress. If you want to sit down and you're going to work for four hours nonstop, you're going to be exhausted. You're going to start making errors. You, you're not going to see what kind of letter you wrote, right? Like, like you probably, I was all stressed out and exhausted when I wrote you a message because I made that spell check wrong, right? <laughs> so, but if only you just give yourself one minute, you know, and you just say, oh, I'm not doing anything right now. In one minute, it's not going to be deal. Set an alarm on your phone. It wakes you up in one minute. Yeah. And that one minute, if you're a busy person, that one minute is going to feel like forever. And, and do not open your eyes and check that phone, okay? The, the, you know, it, it, it will tell you when to open your eyes. Or, you know, somebody can say, oh, I'm probably going to fall asleep. Well, that's why you have an alarm on, you know? Then you will wake up and you continue with your day. So the key is to your busy day, no matter where you are and what you're doing, is take breaks. You know, when you take some break, you rejuvenate your body. So I say, there's a Pomodoro uh, time management tip. You can do it 45 minutes work, and then 15 minutes off or five minutes or 10 minutes. Find that, you know, just, just do one day one way and different way and see what works for you. And so your brain rejuvenates. And then that moment, you know, stand up, stretch up, you know, breathe in, breathe out, tap your body, you know, just like tapping, just, you know, just tapping your body all around. And that's how you, the, the, the blood starts flowing to your brain. You know, you breathe in and get the oxygen in. And then you, you feel more energized. So then you can go back to what you were doing and it doesn't have to take long. I mean, seriously, you just can stand up and, and, and you know, and the best thing, if you want to build a new habit, uh, attach it to another habit. So let's say, let's say you go to the restroom. We all have to go to the restroom, right? <laughs> just tell yourself, okay, every time I go to the restroom, I'm going to take an extra minute. I'm just gonna sit down there and I'm just gonna just breathe and breathe out. Just, just be there, just a little extra moment there. You know, or let's say every time I go to a kitchen, I'm gonna grab a glass of water, even two, three sips, and then start building that habit. And the next thing you know, you will always remember to do that. It will be a habit, you don't have to think about it. And then you'll learn something good for your body and, and your mind that you, you'll be 
feeling so much better and more productive and more energized. Those are, that's amazing. Uh, you know, I think I, I think we forget because we get on a roll and we just get going and going and going and we feel like we have to just go and get it done. But taking that one minute or, you know, 30 seconds, if you can, if you can't plan a minute, plan 30 seconds and take two breaths, you know, and three breaths and, um, and then move on and you're, and you're, and you're going again and you actually probably will have more energy. You're not, you're going to do better at whatever task it is you need to complete. Um, and your whole body will feel better because of it. Uh, I, I think all of these, like, so in my physical therapy business, I work with people with pain management, you know, people come to see us if they're in pain or they can't do something. And uh, I think a lot of times, like, this is probably the stuff that they need to work on more than, I mean, I think, you know, physical exercise can help with all this too, but if you can't get there because you're in pain, finding some ways to take a breath through your day, let yourself relax and actually feel what you're feeling and like, tell yourself it's going to be okay. Start to change that script, you know, and it, it can do a world of good that to move past the pain, to be able to then build on that. So, um, awesome tips. So what, um, you do some, you do, um, tell me about your course that you do, like, do you do coach? You do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Do you do um, a group coaching, or has that changed in the last year? <laughs> so yes, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. And uh, for those who are interested, to uh, you're welcome to go to my website. It's called beamazingyou.com, and there you can find the link that leads to Amazon for my book, Chris Trust Body Work. Um, also, you can register there for one-on-one -on -one, um, session with me. And also uh, there is a tab that is says learn online. That's where it will go to the to Teachable where we have quite a few online courses. And it, I have online course for busy professionals. I have how to manage stress during pandemic. Um, for those who um, working through addiction, um, how to say no with confidence. Uh, this the last one about how, how to uh, learn how to say no with confidence is uh, a free course. Um, anyone can it's it just kind of goes step by step how you can um, learn how to say no without sounding rude or impolite to people. I had the difficulty doing that, and now it's such an easy thing to say no because now I know how I can say it without you know. And I can you know teach here, but we don't have time. So welcome, you know anyone can go there and get for free, and. Uh, and the, the, what I have now, I started this year, actually, um, instead of if, for the, because I had people who will buy one online group and then a, a course and then another one and another one. And so I created a membership. So it's only $10 a month. And uh, I really want people to take care of themselves because when you start taking care of yourself, you can take care of others. And for those that, you know, you love, and so the membership is $10 a month and you get all access to all of the courses. And you can take the course at your own pace or you can say, well, I, I know I, I, we're through the pandemic right now. So I'm gonna jump on this one first. And then later you come back to the workplace and you think, oh, now I can look at the, the, the course about how to manage stress in the workplace. And uh, right now I'm working um, on another, releasing another online course in, in, in a few weeks about um, how to uh, manage stress in the new workplace. Uh, because, you know, to pandemic, there were so many changes. People lost their jobs and they will be coming back to the workplace. 
So I want to prepare them how to manage stress there too. So uh, I every month there is a new online course that they put there that targets some different areas in life. And um, so yeah, so you're welcome to, to go on the link and, and get the $10, $10 membership. You can cancel anytime. You just can do the run through in one week and then you're done with that if you like. Oh, that's awesome. And I'll leave the link in the show notes also. Um, to, and, the, and also to the uh, to your book. Um, this has been amazing. Like, I, I think you have uh, wonderful tips and they, they align directly with my philosophy and trying, you know, in, in helping people to move better in general. Um, so I really appreciate your time. And I feel like we have done a, a thousand, we've done a lot of different tips to talk about. Is there anyone that, is there anything we missed that you want to leave people with well there's uh, i would say have your own stress management toolbox and um remember if something happens um you know right in front of you and you're thinking oh my god this has happened now i don't know what to do and you get your stress levels up um you have to number one thing you need to stop your mind from overthinking it's you know it's the mind is like a train if you're not going to stop it it's going to keep going, going, and it's going to take you off the cliff. So if something happens, let, let's just say you hear you're being fired or something, right? Uh, instead of start thinking negative, you need to have a sentence or some sort of affirmation that you can repeat to yourself the same thing. Uh, like, for example, you say, I am calm, collected, confident, in control. I am calm, collected, confident, in control. Or maybe you have a favorite Bible verse or you have some information, you know, anything that you can remember and you can just continuously telling yourself and tell yourself, tell yourself. So you're empowering yourself that way, but also you're not letting all the negative thinking to overtake you and stress you out more. So after you have this information for, for, you know, for a few minutes or, or whatever time it is that, you know, for any situation, different people have their own different times, then you can grasp the situation better and you can, you know, clearly think about the situation instead of just overreacting. So, you know, so find your affirmation that you can repeat yourself. At the same time, I recommend to involve your body as well. So have, touch yourself. As, as you know, toddlers, when they, any kids, or I mean, any human, right? When you feel bad, you want a hug, right? You like run for the hug. Now we adults, we don't run for hugs, which is so sad, but the kids, they just run for the hug, right? So, because the brain loves physical touch. So while you're repeating yourself information, touch your body. And I know people say, oh my God, touch your body. I'm like, well, okay, you don't have to go crazy here on me. Don't react. You just can massage your neck. You know, you can be in the middle of a meeting and just massage your, your, your neck a little bit. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Or just massage your fingers. You can be sitting in the conference and or you're sitting, let's say, in your interview and you're very stressed out. Uh, you just can under the, put your hands under the table and you just massage your fingers. And just by listening and just touching yourself like that, you calming yourself, you're comforting yourself. So you can, you know, you, you, you keeping yourself under control. And at the same time, breathing in and out. Um, I know there are plenty of breathing exercises like, oh, you need to breathe into five, then you need to hold to eight, then you need to breathe on 15. You know, look, just breathe. Okay, <laughs> you know, it all depends how fast you can count and how big are your lungs. Find something that works for you. So let's recap. Something happens, you start 
just telling yourself an affirmation, you're breathing in and out, and then you're touching your body. Just massage your neck or something. That way you get the control of the situation. You prepare your body, you calm yourself, and then clear-mindedly you can proceed what's going to happen next. Excellent advice, all of that. Um, thank you so much. I, uh, this has been this is a really enjoyable conversation for me. I appreciate you being here, and uh, I think you've got a, a great message. And, and I'm so happy that you found your... I'm, I'm not happy at the, the way that you found your way there, but... Life happens for a reason and you, you have a great message to, to share. And so, um, you know, thank you very much again for joining us. Um, well, thank you so much for inviting. And always remember, just because you listen, that doesn't work. You need to use it. The same like cookbook. Just yeah. because you bought the cookbook, it doesn't mean that the dinner will be on the table. So use those steps, people. Right. Listen and take action right, right away. That's right. All right, everybody, uh, check in the show notes. I'll have all the links to, um, to Lolita's uh, website and uh, all her amazing courses and, and her book. And uh, thanks so much for joining us. And we will talk to you next time. Take Thank care. you. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Move Better at Home podcast. If you're having difficulty managing your health and fitness at home and want to learn more, then follow the link below to download my free guide to health and fitness and take the first step in helping you to achieve your health and fitness goals at home. Have a great day.